Beast OCR proudly presents BeastNet Podcast, sponsored in part by GH Under's Performance Base Layers and supported by the OCR community. Here we discuss all things OCR related. Welcome to BeastNet. All right, everyone. You got Mike here with uh, BeastNet. I've got Michael Sanchez, and we're going we're gonna to talk about what drives him. So, yeah, Michael, how you doing? I'm doing great, man. Right on. So... What does drive you? I mean, I know I've seen your before and after pictures, and I mean, you were a bigger a bigger guy. What what made you decide to start the journey that you're on now? Uh sure, yeah. Um, I'll give you guys a little little backstory. Um, my my whole life I've been really active, and I never was a really a runner. I love I love sports though, and I love playing basketball. So I was always fit my whole life. I've always been you know, um, in shape. I was in the military. If no one knows, I was actually in the Navy and, uh, I was in shape and I actually got hurt when I was in the Navy and I tore my ACL and, um, I did gain a little bit of weight, but not a lot. Um, and then as I was getting out, I kind of lost it, um, because mm-hmm. I was starting to get more active. And then, um, I met my wife, got married and just got, just didn't work out anymore. And I know I have a slow metabolism, so I gained weight very fast and I just, I didn't want to do anything. I just went home and watched movies. I just gained all this weight. And uh, my wife has a really, really good friend who loves to do Spartan races. And that's that's the second point. But um, he uh, he's in the Spartan races, but he also was doing uh, softball. And he asked me to play. And I was like, you know, maybe that's another way for me to get, you know, start getting healthy. So I said, sure. You know, and I, the only position I really felt that I could play is, is pitcher. Um, because I really was out of shape. I couldn't run. I was kind of big. So I picked a uh, pitcher position, and uh, remember our first game going to the game, and we were just talking about positions and running bases, and he was going to have to pinch hit me because he didn't feel like I was fast enough to run the bases, um, which kind of you know made me find it kind of sad because I've always been really you know athletic my whole life and being able to run as fast as I needed to. Um, so I mean, I played the game. Uh, Deanna, my wife, and our mother-in-law came to watch me play, and it was really proud. And I was able to hit the ball pretty hard, even with not working out. And she recorded me, and I totally remember um, uploading that video to uh, to our computer and watching it and seeing how, like, sometimes people don't really look at themselves. They don't, they stare at themselves every day, but yeah. they don't really analyze what they look like. Like, I see myself, but I didn't see myself. Yeah, And exactly. watching myself run from home plate to first base and just just seeing how how big I got, I'm like, I was embarrassed. And uh, I remember going to the next game because um, we kind of lived close to each other, so we would carpool. And I remember after the second game, um, I looked at him on the way home because it was, it, I met him in South Center and the game was in... Uh, um, West Seattle. So we had a pretty good long drive to talk. And I was just telling him, man, I, I need to do something, man. I, I'm so embarrassed the fact that, you know, I'm out of shape, been in shape my whole life. And I just want to, I, I just want to lose this weight. And I can't believe I've got a hundred pounds on me. I've never been this fat my whole life. Yeah. I just, I got to do it, man. But I got to do it for myself. I don't want to do it for anybody else. And the one thing that I do love is my wife never put pressure on me to lose weight. So it came from me, you know, I, I was a driving force behind my weight loss and not anybody else, which was nice. Yeah. So I put the pressure, I pushed myself. I never felt from anybody that I needed to lose the weight. Um, so I talked to him and he's like, yeah, man, I mean, I can help you. And I was like, okay. So he's like, just start with not drinking Coke, you know, this and that. And I just started off with that. And, you know, that kind of drove me to, uh, to lose weight and it was it was pretty tough to, to lose the weight but I mean essentially once you I dropped drinking pop I literally in the first week I dropped like 10 pounds yeah oh yeah it's, it's amazing how, how it's amazing how how it does yeah. not as long as you substitute it with something good like water you, you put water exactly. and then you start hydrating and it like cleans out your uh-huh. system so it does like it's crazy how much Coke I drink. I drink like a liter of Coke a day. Now I drink like three gallons of water. So it's like I just replaced Coke with water. And at first, like water tasted disgusting and Coke tasted really great. And uh, now Coke tastes disgusting and water is like the best thing ever. So it's crazy how your body will adapt once you yeah taught it the right thing. You know, it's crazy. It, it is. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. I was a I was a Mountain Dew drinker, and I mean, I drank Mountain. Yeah. Do from that was my drink. <laughs> yep, that was my drink of choice from the time that I was 
you know, a teenager and I quit drinking it probably about two years ago. And it was about six months ago, someone had one and I grabbed it just because it was something to drink. And I took a drink and I about like puked. It was so sweet and so sugary. And I'm just like, how did I drink like six of these a day? You know, exactly. just like, oh, that happened to me at Chipotle because uh, when I used to work at Chipotle for a short time, um, we could keep like a cup in the back, water cup in the back. I didn't have really have a lid on it. And I remember when I grabbed my water and I put it in one of the, the, the stations, I remember where I put it. I think someone must have moved mine over and they had a spray, a Sprite and it, it looked like water and I grabbed it to drink it. I'm like, no, what the heck is this stuff? It's disgusting. Yeah. Because I didn't expect it, but it's just crazy how 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 your taste buds adjust when you don't drink that stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, it does. So but yeah. So the yeah. Go ahead. I was gonna say. So I, I know you know, like you were saying, you you got the the drive, and I mean, I, I it's awesome that you know your wife didn't push you. I mean didn't force you didn't say anything about it i mean and it became your choice because that's one thing you know for most things with any change if it's not your choice it becomes a lot harder to do you know because you you're doing it for someone else so you resent the fact that you're having to do this because they want you to but if it's for yourself then it just it drives you more to be like i want to be better you know so i mean that's awesome yes it's huge man so I, I, so how did you do it? I mean, I know you said you want to do it for yourself and you decided, you know, from the, that second game of, of softball, what happened from there? How, how did you, do, did you manage to, to make this, this change? Um, with me, it was like little changes over time. Like, um, he would, he would help me out with like giving me a meal plan, um, here and there. So basically like, you know, uh, a couple, like six ounces of chicken, um, you know, certain certain amount of ounces of uh, of broccoli and then some quinoa and basically that's what I lived off of every single day for like a month. Yeah. And I know that for some people that wasn't appealing, but to me and what what my thought was is that I'm not eating for pleasure now. I'm eating for fuel. Like I'm fueling my body. I'm yeah. eating what my body needs and that's it. And I'm eating enough to where and what I was really doing too um, was I was shrinking my internal stomach because mm-hmm. when I used to eat a lot, it would take a lot of food to fill me up. But as depriving myself from what, how I, because I was eating more. Like, and also one thing that's crazy was instead of ever drink water, and I know a lot of people um, get this feeling is they don't know how to cite, decipher hunger from thirstiness. Yeah. So all the time I was always thirsty. They didn't know I was thirsty. I would just think that that thirstiness was hunger and I would eat more, stretch my internal stomach out and never drink water. But then if I thought I was thirsty, I would just drink Coke, which would make me more thirsty, um, which make me eat more and drink more. And that's probably another reason why I got out of control. But now once I started eating correctly, I would shrink my stomach. But when I was actually thirsty, I would drink water and I would drink enough water to where the thirst wouldn't come back where when I know I feel that feeling, it's hunger, you know? And if I need to eat more, I'll eat some more vegetables, I'll eat some more fruit, I'll eat quality food. And yeah. I just kept doing that every week and keeping a log of it, just keeping uh, keeping myself accountable with going to the gym. I got a gym membership. One of my friends got me into the gym, worked out with me for maybe a week. Um, things happened, but was nice was I actually went to the gym and I worked out by myself. I went on YouTube. I found cool workout plans and I built my own workout plan. Um, and I worked on it to a T. I went in there every day and I knew what it, what it felt like to be in the gym. I used to be a gym head all the time. So I was really kind of embarrassed the first week. That's not wanting to go with me too. Was I was embarrassed because I used to go, I used to bench press 315 pounds in high school and in the military now I'm like I don't even know if I can bench press 10 pounds so it's like it's just kind of embarrassing the fact that I let my body get that bad but I had to start somewhere we all have to start yes. somewhere so I got in there and I, I was actually stronger than I thought but I knew that it wasn't anywhere close to where I was but I was actually stronger um, I just kept building on that going in going in and every day I would go to the gym I would check in I would say I'm ready to go I would check in and every week I would take a progress picture even if I know that sometimes change doesn't happen that often what I was trying to do was create a, a pattern of me posting online um, every day 
going to stay, going to the gym, going to the gym today, ready to get it in. And then every week I would post a picture of me on, up online. Every week I would do that. And it became like, I started to push other people that didn't even, I didn't even know. Like I would get messages like, your posts every day push me. Now I want to go to the gym. Now I want to let people know I'm going to the gym so that I can, I can help somebody else. Your progress yeah. pictures are looking great. I'm happy. Um, but what kind of sucked was my best friend, I want to say, I want to say about a month in, um, and I've lost maybe like 20 pounds, came to me and told me, you got to have a bigger goal. You have to have a bigger goal than what you're doing. You got to stop posting so much and worry about just get two months out. Think of how much weight you want to lose and then don't post and then post. I think that's going to have a bigger effect. I'm like, I don't know why you're saying this to me. Um, I don't know if you're hating on the fact that I'm posting, but for me, posting is not to brag. It's it's for me to keep myself accountable to where if I don't post, someone's going to ask, why isn't my posting? Did you give up? Is it What's going on? You know, and, and by having those little pictures, now when I do like Transformation Tuesdays, I have so many pictures that I can look at. Because some people, imagine if you never really took pictures of yourself when you were at your biggest or throughout. You have one picture before that you took and that's it and now. But yeah. by taking a lot of pictures, I have a lot of stuff to look at to be able to, be able to see by, by week. This is what I look like. So I have a trail that I can put picture by picture and see the change over time. And it, it, that, there were so many reasons why I wanted to do that. And I wasn't going to let what my, what my brother, in my eyes, tell me not to do because I knew why I was doing it. You know, And I just kept doing it and... And it kept fueling me, and I kept doing it, and, and the weight started to fall off, and I started to actually build muscle and get bigger, but then lose weight. And, and then people that I wouldn't see, like my family, I wouldn't see in maybe two or three weeks. Man, you're changing. Man, you're changing. And it was it was really awesome to see people that don't see me, but maybe every, once every two weeks or, or that, they would see the change, you know? And I got addicted to the change because I was putting so much into it yeah. that I know I was going to get so much out of it, you know? Well, and I mean, everyone has their own their own way of using pictures. Um, I know when I lost weight the, the last time before I got injured, I the, my desk at work, I had a picture of me at my biggest, just sitting on my like right next to my computer screen, and I had so many people they're like, "That was like seventy pounds ago. Why do you keep that right there?" I'm like, "Because when I'm sitting there and at lunch, when I think, you know, maybe I'm going to go to McDonald's today instead of going down to the gym, I look over that picture and think." That's what that guy would have thought. I'm going down to the gym. Yep. And, and that's yep. what it was. It was my motivation was to look at that picture and say, I don't want to be that guy again. So I'm going to go yeah. down to the gym. You know, and for you, God, you know, that's yeah. And for you, that seems like that's what, it, you know, it was, was the pictures was kind of your motivation. And that's exactly. what I hate is when somebody steps in and say, this is the wrong way to do it. And you're looking at him going, no, this is the wrong way for you to do it. But this exactly. is what works for me. Everyone's different. Yeah. Everyone has their way of doing their things. And like, one thing that I did and I still have is my pants at my biggest. I still have my pants. So I put those on every once in a while. I have a, a Sounders jersey that was a triple X that I still keep. That was, of course, to keep because it was signed back when I was. I'm still a big Sounders fan. But yeah. back then, um, me and my best friends went like to every, almost every game a week. And. I got all the got it autographs. I mean, that's big, but then it, it was big, so I always put that on. Um, and because one of my biggest pictures, I'm wearing that jersey, so I kept it for that reason too. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I always keep those mementos to keep me in line with how far I've came, you know. And one of my favorite sayings that I've always seen was, "If you like, in terms of quitting, was if you quit, if you want to quit, remember why you started. Yes. Remember why you started. Remember what fueled your fire before you want to quit." And I always, every time I would get discouraged, because every time in weight loss or in life, you plateau. Yeah. Like, you could put, oh, so you could feel like you're putting in more work in one week than you have in the last four years and haven't lost a pound. Yep. And it's, it's demoralizing. It is, but it's very. you're learning more in that one week than you did probably in the whole four years of not to give up, not to say, forget this, I'm going to give up because, I mean, I'm putting in so much work and I'm just going to give up. And it's yeah. not, it's not worth it. And at that point, it's like shows what you're made of, you know, how much you learned over that time period, you know? It does. And I mean, that is the hardest part is when you have those setbacks. And speaking of setbacks, oh, how, how do you, de how do you personally deal with that? Because I know you had Hawaii last year. I know you had, you, you know, when mm -hmm. you hurt your foot, 
that was a huge setback for you because you had a goal for Hawaii and you weren't, have no idea, man. You oh, weren't able to hit that. And I, and I know I saw a little bit of it and I saw how much that tore you apart that you had a goal. Now that you yeah. hurt your foot, you're not going to be able to hit it. How do you deal with that? That's a good one, <laughs> man. So, um, yeah, cause I mean, I worked so hard for Hawaii. Like I trained my yeah. booty off for that, for that race. I tried signed up for the trifecta weekend. I knew that I trained to where I knew I would be, I'd be racing, you know, three weeks or three, three races in two days. And, and I was ready. Um, I was more than ready. And, you know, unfortunately I got hurt. Um, and you know, I was like, you know, I spent all this money on, on this race. I want to run it, but I can't, what am I going to do? Give up? What am I going to do? I mean, I paid all this money, right? So for me personally, I had to just understand and and swallow the fact that I'm not going to be able to run this race the way that I want to. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to control the controllables and let be things I can't control. What can I not control? I can't run. Okay. I'm not going to be, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not doing a competitive heat like I wanted to because why? I'm going to be last. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get ran over because I can't get out of the way. So I'm going to step back. This is going to give me more time to hang out with you. You were by my side almost the whole time. Yeah. And Jody and everything. And I'm going to stay with my friends. This will give me a chance to not be competitive and actually be with people around me and control the things I can't control. I trained so hard for all those obstacles. And the one thing that I can say that made me so proud was that entire trifecta weekend. I didn't fail one obstacle. I, I nailed the spirit throats three times. Um, all the carries I, I, I did without even having to take down my arms from sandbags or anything like I think because I had more strength because I didn't run, so I wasn't really out of breath like I normally am. So I was able to do all the heavy carries without pretty much any cramping or anything because I didn't really run like I could because I couldn't. Um, so, I mean, I was able to do that. And the one thing that really helped me with Hawaii was it humbled me. It made me understand, you know, um, people that, like, I know that sometimes, like, when you're going through the Spartan races and, and you're injured or something and you can't finish it, I know that when Jody had her, her, uh, her dysplasia comes out and, and she's, she's busting through it and she's in pain. Like it gave me, I already had like a, so much respect for, for, for you and her and for everyone that pushes through it. And it, it, it doesn't matter if, if, if you are last or first and you're there and you're busting through it and all I want to do is finish. Like it gave me more respect for you and for, for, and for anyone that, and for Jody and everyone else that, that gives it their all. Yeah. And it humbled me. It made me respect more of the sport that even if you're hurt, you can still push through it and control what you can and what you can't just understand it and, and just realize that, oh, well, you know, it, 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 things happen, but you're not going to give up and you're going to do what you can to push through this and you're going to do it with a smile on your face because at the end of the day, you're not giving up on yourself. You're, the situation is something that you are out of control with. Now, if I went in there and I had a bad attitude and I was fully healthy and I just did that, then that's a little different. You know, I, right. I just tried to deal with what I could and control what I can't and just understand that if I can't control it, I can't control it. And, and see, that's awesome. That's actually why I asked you that question because I knew, I knew it was tough for you, but I knew you pushed through it anyway and you, you just went. And I mean, that is one of the things I think there's a lot of people out there that, and it sounds bad in a way to say it, but are healthy and do find that don't quite understand what it's like to go through a race with an injury, you know, and it's, it's tough. There, there are many times that, you know, I mean, I've hurt my foot really bad two years ago. I mean, everyone knows about that and had a couple other injuries that I pushed through and I've let myself uh-huh. get big because of those injuries. And that was my own fault. But yep. to push through those injuries sometimes is it's tough. I mean, there's so many times that you want to give up because you're getting passed by all these people and they're blown by you. And you're like, why am I even out here? Why am I doing this? You know, why am I putting myself through this? You know, but you persevere and you go through. And that's kind of like, you know, what you did is your, your foot was hurt. And I mean, you could tell you were very frustrated by it, but I was so mad. You push through it though. And you're like, you know, this sucks, but like you said, you got to spend time with us. You got to stay with, you know, your wife through the whole time with Diana and uh, with us. And <laughs> Do you want to know something too? What? For the first time, I needed her help. Yeah. 
I needed, so that felt good for her to help me. Yeah. Because normally in the beginning of all of the races, sometimes I would need to assist her over the, the wall. This time she got over and she was assisting me for, through certain things. So yeah. it was really nice for her for her to help me, you know, and, and just humbling to realize that you need help, you know. Yeah. Going through most of these things, I was, I was able to get through it without needing much help, you know. So it was humbling to be able to ask for the help to be able to and be able to put my ego to the side not saying i have it but just just putting putting everything to the side and realize that you accept that help you know and 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 enjoy it and and learn um and see different sides of the spectrum you know it's like you can't always be on top you got to understand you know how it feels from other areas you know it just you know opens up your mind to starting a little bit more than what than what i was you know because of an injury you know and and talking about injuries, um, I uh, about four, uh, four and a half weeks ago, I was training for uh, for my uh, St. Patrick's Day run. Yeah, and uh, I got a brand new phone. I got my new S nine plus. I'm loving it. Um, and I put music on it, and I connected to my my uh, my headphones, and I was running with with Deanna. And uh, for some reason, before we were going to go up this hill that I train on every single day, that's got me to to uh, run faster in all my runs and spark and everything like that because there's so many hills, um, my music stopped. And Deanna was with me and I told her, stop, stop, stop. She's like, what happened? It's like, my music. She's like, oh, you catch up. I'm like, no, sweet. She's like, no, I'm going to go. I'm like, all right, so go ahead and go. So she went, she, she crossed over the, the road and then she went up. And I, I fixed my music, put put it back in my in my running belt and I crossed the street. And as I was running, um, as you're going up the hill, I was on a sidewalk and as the sidewalk veers left, to go down the street, um, of course, I'm still going up. You have to step off the curb. I've stepped off that curb at least three hundred, at least a hundred times. You know, I've, yeah. I've lived in this house for three years, and I've run, I almost run this right almost every day. And instead of looking down like I normally do when I come off of a curb, I was looking up to see where she was at, not realizing that when I run, sometimes my foot inverts in, and I landed on the outside of my foot instead of it being flat, and my ankle rolled all the way over, and my ankle popped like four times and I just popped on my right foot and I fell to the ground. I screamed for Deanna and she didn't hear me so I had to call her and I really thought I broke my, my foot. I thought I broke my ankle. Um, it immediately swelled and it got really bad and purple and pink and I literally could not walk on my ankle um, very well for like two weeks and then finally started to heal a little bit and I wasn't able to do any workouts um, to this day because that was like four and a half weeks ago. Right now, I'm still not 100%. Um, yeah. I ran for the first time last week um, for five miles. Um, and I still ran at a good pace, but then also when I, went, I was on vacation in Vegas, I got sick. I got the flu, I think. I got cold. And I'm still not getting over it, but I had a lot of congestion. So when I was running, thank goodness my ankle and foot felt pretty good. Because, I mean, I've been running a lot. So, I mean, I, I knew that my, my as long as my ankle rolled, feels good i know that my cardio is still going to be good but it was really hard to breathe yeah so i mean i still had a good pace going i think i ended five miles at an 824 pace which is still pretty good that is pretty good Where last time i ran that same time i was at a 750 so i mean i was 30 seconds off seeing that i had to stop a couple times because i couldn't breathe but my ankle was feeling pretty good and That's then good. uh two days ago um that was last week so two days ago i ran the same route that i hurt my ankle and I've never been on this route and, 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 and scared, you know, and I, yeah. I, I went to that same area and I looked down and I, and it's just crazy going over it. And I'm like, you know, be careful, be careful. And, you know, and of course I, I stepped and I was fine and I just like, okay, that's in the back of my mind now. I don't really have to worry about it anymore and just keep going. And the breathing was still kind of hard, but I felt it um, pretty good. And I was going up the hills instead of going straight. And I didn't say that. The first time I did it, um, it was at a different trail. It was a flat trail because I didn't want to go up hills yet. And I was at 824 pace. I did a five-mile run going up all the hills by my house. And one of them is a, literally a 90-degree angle coming down, being able to sprint coming down the hill, but still watching where I placed my feet. And yeah. when I ended it, I actually finished with an 820 pace with all those hills. That's good. So, and to, that was a couple days ago. I think that was uh, two days ago. And then today... And yesterday morning, actually this morning, um, my ankle's a little tender, but I think it's more about just being sore than than the pain. Yeah. Um, and 
I mean, it's nothing compared to what I went through in Hawaii. But with that being said, not being 100%, not being able to train for the last three weeks and signing up for age group and my first Spartan race of the year coming up on Saturday and then I'm doing age group for the sprint. I'm not 100%, but I am better off than I was in Hawaii. But this is, I've learned so much that, you know, um, and I've trained what I can. I'm going to... I'm really going to see what I'm made of out there, you know, and I'm, yeah. I, I know how it feels to run injured. So I'm going to try to push it, but not really hurt myself. But, um, it just thinks that I had another setback for Spartan, like got hurt right before Spartan. But, um, I was able to run the other day and I felt pretty good. Like I, the one thing I was worried about was running and my ankle was going to feel like, like it was going to roll again. Like it was going to feel yeah. weak when I run and, it felt strong, like it that's wasn't good. gonna roll. So that's really good. I know. I know that's one thing. I did Vegas already this year for Spartan, and Amber mm-hmm. was sick as hell that weekend. And yep. after I did the first race, I was worried that I was getting sick because I had suddenly I couldn't breathe. I was having breathing issues, and I'm like, okay, I think I might yep. have what she has. So I ended up not doing the sprint because of that. But you know, yep. that's that's one thing that as you get older, the the injuries and your body, you have to listen to it a little bit more. And that's one of the hard things that's been really hard for me is I'm used to being, okay, well, I got an injury, whatever, train around it and do the race anyway. And exactly, that's what I've been trying to do. The The last couple of years, I went the wrong way and just decided, okay, I'm injured. I'm not going to train at all. And that's one of my yep. big mistakes. And now it's pretty much, you know, I've got to learn if I get another injury or something, I've got to learn to train around it. You know, and continue. Exactly. I mean, especially, you know, I just hit 40. And at 40 years old, yep. it, it's not as easy to lose the weight as it was when I was 20. So, no, it you know, and I need to I need to drop a little bit more and get back into the shape I'm supposed to be in. Um, yeah, so this is supposed to be... Uh, One made, thing, too. What's that? Real quick. Um, I also, um, like I was saying, um, if for like Hawaii control, which you can control, I can't run. I can yeah. still lift. So... What I did was in boot camp, um, since where I work at, it's a fitness boot camp, by the way. Um, um, we work on like, that's another place where I actually lost most of the weight too. Mm. Um, was I, I found a boot camp cause Deanna was, a you know, looking for a, a place to lose more weight after we were losing a little bit of weight, you know, cause she followed my suit with trying to lose weight, yeah. going into LA fitness and everything. But she found a boot camp. Um, and I was like, well, I'm going to do it too. So we found it and then we've been there two years and that's where I work and that's where I coach. Before I coached there, I worked out there and I lost, you know, I want to say from, I start, I started at 272 and I'm down, down to 166 right now. So I lost yeah. over a hundred pounds. But when I found that place, I was like two, 235, 240. So I lost almost 80 pounds there, which is huge. Yeah. Um, but, um, in there, that place is really nice because the, the floor is padded. So what I've been doing for the last week and a half is after I coach people, because that's all I've been doing is coaching and then, and then icing my ankle, um, I would still like do pull-ups. They have rings in there. I would do the rings and I'm learning new tactics of like keeping my elbows um, bent at 90 degrees so I don't have to fully extend my arms uh, for the rig. Um, they have ropes. I've been doing the ropes. I've been, they have, we have sandbags. I would carry the sandbags and not run with them, but carry them. We have two 40 pounders. I would put them on each shoulder. So I was still working on my strength when I wasn't working on my running. Cause I know that my running more than likely in three weeks is still going to be where it was. Yeah. But I was controlling what I could and yeah. getting myself ready for those obstacles at least. And that's good. And I mean, that's, like I said, that's where I made my mistake. It was kind of, you know, I've said it in the last couple episodes is, you know, I got hurt and pretty much my mindset was, well, I'm hurt. So I guess that means I need to sit on the couch and eat potato chips, Yeah, <laughs> which is the complete wrong answer, you know, and I know that now yeah. and, it, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, and I'm working on fixing that. So yeah, uh, let's take a, a quick break and so we can have a commercial and then we'll be right back. Gray's Harbor Unders makes the performance-based layer clothing you want and need. Whether you work, hunt, hike, fish, run, or ride in the great outdoors, if you work up a sweat, Gray's Harbor Unders are for you because their unique dual-layer fabric removes moisture from your body and keeps your skin dry, even when the outer layer is completely wet. It's a base layer like no other. Get you some at ghunders.com. That's ghunders.com for the best performance-based layer you'll ever wear. And we're back. So you mentioned that you're doing the Spartan race this weekend. This is your first one, right? The Seattle are your first one this year. First one this year? Yeah. So 
Which one are you doing? The sprint or the super? And then you do an age group for sprint, right? Yeah, I'm doing age group on both. Oh, on both. Nice. How do you feel about that? I mean, I know you've, I know you've stepped back a little bit from Spartan. Or you talked about it possibly doing it and doing more running. Because mm-hmm. um, yep. I know you did the 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 marathon that I did um, oh, a, yeah. a lot faster than I did, but. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> Still hard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so are you gonna? Are you planning on doing more running like that, like the marathons and stuff like that? I mean, what's your? Go- I don't know what I'm trying to. What's your goal on finishing a marathon? Um, what's my what's my goal on finishing a marathon? Yeah, I know you've done one, right? Uh huh. What's your goal? Now? Are you, are you yeah. doing it? You're planning on doing another one. What's your What's your oh, your yeah. time goal? Yeah. What's my what? What's your time goal? What What do you want to finish a marathon in? Oh yeah. Um, I had a goal then of three hours and uh, fifty minutes. Yeah. Under four, I finished at four hours and forty four minutes. Um, mind you, I didn't train for a marathon. I wanted to do a marathon. I signed up for a marathon and my first marathon, which I still consider my first because that one was given to me, not under my name, um, is going to be the rock and roll marathon this year. Um, my bib actually says my first marathon. Yeah. Um, but that one that I took that, I took that marathon. Um, I think it was like two weeks after I did a half marathon, um, in, uh, uh, in, uh, in here in Seattle. Um, and I wanted it and I knew that my friend was doing a half marathon and I was like, I really want to do it. I'm just, you no, know, actually it was two weeks after I did the half marathon in Vegas. Yeah. I did the rock and roll in Vegas and I knew that marathon was coming up and I wanted to do it. It looked challenging. I didn't realize how challenging it was. It was 5,000, um, feet in elevation. It was oh, crazy. It was either yeah. going up or down a hill. Never had a straightaway. No. And that, Trust me, I know I was there. The hardest, that's one of the hardest marathons, you know? Yeah, that's one I picked to do too. I was just like, yeah, that was a smart move. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Gnarly, man. And yeah. I was just like, you know, um, I want to do it, but I'm going to, you know, and I, I, I didn't train for it, but then also I, I kind of learned, you know, I just kind of want to throw myself into learning about a marathon, you know? Yeah. And one thing that was really cool that actually, it's just funny how things happen is in school, um, I was in a presentation class and we were supposed to present something. And before I even had that fall in my lap, they, they, they wanted us to do a presentation on something. I'm like, I'm going to do a presentation on how to prep for a marathon. Forget it. I, I had no idea I was even going to get that marathon. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to prep for a marathon. So I had a friend that um, I told I wanted to do that marathon, but it was like 150 bucks because it's so late into the thing. Don't worry about it. There'll be other marathons. Plus, this one is going to be grueling because at the end of the year, it's going to be raining, it's going to be cold, it's, it's a new route, there's so many hills. Don't worry about it. But I asked her if I could borrow her book. So I borrowed her book, and I was learning how to prep for a marathon and really understanding, like, I'm not ready for this marathon. I learned that it's, it takes months, you know, and, and you have to have a running plan, and you have to run a certain amount every day and get a track in. And I wasn't doing – I mean, I was running a lot, but I wasn't running more than 13 miles. I mean, my fastest, my longest run I ever did was 13 and a beast in, in, in Seattle or 13 miles on a half marathon. But it ran further. That's uncharted miles for me. And yeah. Um, I was learning about it, but once I, once I started to do that, um, that's when my friend had called me, they gave me the book and said, um, do you still want to do the marathon? I'm like, uh, but that's after I was figuring everything out, but I'm like, you know what? I mean, I, let's see what I'm made of. Let me just try it. You know, I mean, yeah. if I'm going to go in non-training it and just do it without training, let's see how well I can do. So I know that I can actually know what I can do without training. Uh, with training, yeah. imagine I could do what I can with training. So, I'm like, sure, I'll take it, and you know, I took it, and um, you know, and I, 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 I took it with like three weeks. So I mean, I had three weeks of training, so I started getting some long miles in, and and running on some hills at Lake Youngs. Um, I did that, I did that trail like two times, so that was like almost eighteen miles, and I did some training, you know, and I, I, um, I got as ready as I could be, um, and you know, I ended at four hours and forty four minutes. The one thing that I did learn the most is that your second lap on a marathon should be your fastest. I made a mistake in my first, my first mile, first half was, well, of course, faster than my second. Yeah. Um, and what was funny was I was actually trying to go slower than I ever did. My, my, my per minute mile was like at 849. I'm like, normally I'm at like eight. I mean, I'm normally at like 750, 745. I'm running slow, but that was actually too fast. And those hills, incorporated with me not running slower incorporating with how cold it was and it was raining and i was drenched in water and yeah. rain those all factored into me cramping at like mile 18 
and it was downhill from then. Once I cramped and I couldn't even bend my leg, I mean, I've never, I never had a, I call it a Spartan cramp, where, where you have a, the cramp bug comes, and once it comes, it's never going to go away. And the second you push off really hard on my leg, it's just my whole entire leg, my quad, hamstrings, calf, shin, ankle, everything just seizes, and I just cannot push off. So I had to walk, jog the entire thing because I couldn't push off and run. So yeah. that's why it took me. I was on pace because I was staying with when I seen you and a little bit after you, I was with the 3.30, 3 hours and 30 yeah. minute pace. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get this game in half hour. My first time. Oh my gosh. And I think that kind of sidetracked me and also with my ultimate demise of, 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 of burning myself into the ground thinking I can do that without training. And I think that's another thing, you know, and, and, and also just learning you know, more about myself and it was a mental game of hitting that wall so early um, and pushing through that marathon even when I, I wanted to give up. You know, I called Deanna and my wife on the phone. <laughs> i never forget this. I was calling and, and I was like, Deanna, and she didn't answer. I was frustrated. I called a couple times, she didn't answer and then she answered and I was like, babe, um, I need to hear your voice. I, I really want to give up. I was crying and I was frustrated and I was like mad at the fact that I was cramping so early and I couldn't push like I wanted to. My brain was telling me go, but my body was not letting me. Yeah. And I was like, I can't do this. I want to She's like, don't give up. I got you. And I wanted one of those marathon jackets and I couldn't um, find one because they sold out within seconds. Um, I don't know if you were trying to buy one, um, but when I went there, they sold it out and I was there like a I packed a pickup and an hour after um, they opened and everything was gone and she found one for me and I called her and I was like, you know, I'm this mad. She's like, well, I have something that's going to cheer you up. And I was like, what's going on? She's like, I have, I have your jacket. I found it. And I was like, what? She's like, yep, you better hurry up and get here. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And I, that, that pushed me, you know? So I mean, yeah. I needed that little bit of a push um, to get me through it, you know? Cause I mean, I didn't have anybody else like I normally do on a Spartan race lab so I could feed off somebody. Um, so I mean that pushed me and, and now that I know what it takes to train and I'm, and now that with my ankle being messed up, um, cause I'm about four months out, um, here after the Spartan race, um, this weekend, I'm going to start upping my miles and actually start logging my, my miles. So my, my goal for my next marathon, which is in, I think July or June, yeah. um, is going to be three hours and 30 minutes. That's awesome. And I mean, that's the one thing that a lot of people don't realize is, I mean, a marathon Everything I, what I've always heard about marathons, and I didn't understand it till I did one, is exactly the first twenty miles is physical. Oh yes, <laughs> the last six miles is mental, and mental. I did not the right word to say. <laughs> yeah. I didn't understand that till I did one, and I hit that. I hit that wall, you know. And for me, it was you know because I started with Emily and my best friend Don, and at thirteen miles, Emily she was sick. And she's just like, I can't do this anymore. I've, you know, my body isn't doing it. I mean, she, she was sick. So she get, she stopped at 13 miles. And then at 22 miles, my best friend Dawn was like, I just can't do this anymore. My back's killing me. And I'm like, you know, I don't have the energy to argue with you. So I'm just going to keep going. So I'm sorry. And it was about a half a mile after that, where my mind just gave out. Yep. And I'm like, I'm alone. I've got nobody. You know, and it's just, you want to give up. I mean, my mind wanted so bad to give up at that point. I'm like, I'm alone. Who Who's going to really fault me for giving up at this point? You know? Yep. And I mean, you talk about, you did what, 440? I was double you. I was over nine hours. And at that point it was, I, I wanted, I wanted to stop. I wanted to sit down right there on one of the sidewalks and say, yep, I'm done. Someone come get me. And it does. It's a whole mental thing of saying, okay, yeah, you, your body's given up, your body's done, but mentally you need to tell yourself to keep going. And that's kind of, that's what they mean when they say that last six miles is a mental, a mental thing. So yeah, so I applaud you. I mean, I, I honestly think if anybody, <laughs> if anybody can do three hours and 30 minutes, it's you. Um, I've never seen anybody that could put that puts their mind to something so much and just says, "Okay, cool, I'm going to do this," and then just does it. And, and that's one of the things that amazes me with you is, I mean, you're talking. You were at 270. I'm about 15 pounds less than that right now. And my goal is to get close to where you're at eventually. But I mean, you, yeah, you're you're an inspiration to all of us. So I mean, that you, you that's awesome. 
So, so what, what are your other future plans? I know you've got the, the, the marathon coming up. Um, oh, yeah. what about, what are your plans with Spartan? Are you going to, how many races you plan on doing this year? Um, like you were asking me, cause we were talking about it a little while ago with just Spartan in general. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I love Spartan. Spartan's amazing, but I fell in love with running. Yeah. And I fell in love with Spartan, you know, but running is my thing now. I like, I love to run. And, uh, I think with, with the Spartan this year, I used to spend a lot of money and time to go out to other venues, which was fun and, and do Spartan races. But I fell in love with going out to different venues and running. Yeah. So I think what I'm going to do is just do the Seattle ones, do the, the Sprint, the Super, the Beast coming up in Seattle, Portland, uh, Washington, and then the extra sprints. So I pretty much have three sprints. I have one trifecta, so I have three sprints. I'll have the, the Beast in Seattle and the Super in Seattle. Um, I like the Washington one. That's fun. And I that was actually the first time that I have ever ran. Actually, second time. Last year, I did it. In my first age group, um, I did pretty well. In my first age group, um, I ran. And I, that's why I met Lorenzo. Um, Lorenzo. Yeah, Lorenzo. Yeah. Um, I met Lorenzo, and he actually... Uh, because I was in front of him. I sprint. I sprinted out and I actually moved to basis. <laughs> and I ran out. I didn't even know he was a beast. And I, I sprinted out. And then I was, remember I was going over the, uh, the car, not, I think it's like the cargo net, the where you go up and then over. And, uh, and then I went over to the double sandbag carry and he caught up to me and he's like, man, you were way in front. What happened, man? Like, man, dude, I think I bit off too much. I could chew. I went too fast. I had to slow down a little bit. So like, man, just come with me. Let's go. And then the whole race, we just stood together. And then halfway through the race, I found out he's a beast. And then, um, and it was really great. And he pushed me, um, because that was, you know, that was, I, I did the, the beast the day before with Deanna and going slower for me, I've noticed and going with everybody else and slowing down caused me to cramp more yeah. and just pushing through it and just going. And it was amazing. Then I was really afraid I was going to cramp because I cramped like no, no other the day before. And I was sore from all the cramping I had. But I actually pushed through with him. I finished with him. Um, and, you know, I I actually was like, I think the top 50% um, in my age group. And that was really awesome. great. And then I did Washugo. And I had more training. And I was running more. And I was practicing more. And in Washugo, I actually, I think I was like top, I want to say in my age group, I was like top 20. Okay. And I was like in the 100s um, of like 500 people. So, I mean, I, 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 gotta remember, I don't I can't remember exactly what my numbers were, but my numbers were like really good. Like I, I ran faster than some of the, some of the uh, elite members in, in the elite heat. That's awesome. So, I mean, that, that made me feel really good for the first time. I was able to just do what I wanted to do. Like even Zane, like I wanted to run with the red zone thing, but I didn't feel like I was on that level yet. And I ran by myself. And then once I found out that me and me and me and Zane actually was like seconds apart from each other, he ran the elite heat. I ran the open heat. Or sorry, the the competitive heat. And I'm just when you feel like maybe I can do this. Maybe that was like my turning point in Spartan to where I felt like I could actually hang with the big boys. Like I'm 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 here. I can do this. You know. Yeah. And then I then you know, and that's when uh, I I did my first you know really real good competitive heat. And now. Um, you know, I signed up for for competitive here in in Seattle, and uh, and missing out on Hawaii competitive was kind of you know demoralizing, but it was okay. Um, so yeah, I'm just gonna start just doing Spartan probably here um, locally for now uh, because I'm just falling in love with half marathons, marathons, five Ks, and ten Ks, and running and and controlling what I can control and 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 falling in love with just running, you know. And I still love the the obstacle running the best run. It's just, I, for some reason, I just fell in love with running. Yeah, see, and, and I know that. I mean, I did, because that's one thing people have listened to podcasts probably know this a little more, is that that's how I how I lost the weight last time, because um, I just started running. Um, I had a friend. <laughs> you want to know that's another reason, too, I think, too. <laughs> Ever yeah. since I started running, I've lost more weight. <laughs> yeah. I think that's one reason why I fell in love with running, was I, I literally ran 20 pounds off in the last, since my last Spartan race, I think yeah. since my last Spartan race, I've lost, it's going to be weird, like the pictures, mm-hmm. I, I know my pictures are crazy, I've lost, since my last Spartan race, I've lost 35 pounds. Wow. Yeah, see, for me, it was one of those I things, was, the yeah, running was, 
the running was great, but then it was, I started getting bored because yeah. I was never, I never had anyone to run with because like the first 5k I ever did, one of my friends was supposed to be there. They convinced me to go do it. They had already signed up. They're like, you should do this with me. I'm like, cool. And then they never showed up, but I did it by myself. Yeah. And then I just started, I decided, okay, I'm going to do one a month. One competitive one a month, and I want to get better, so I had to train. And I dropped. I went from 270 to 190. Um, nice. And I was just running and having a blast, but I got bored. And then it was – I ended up blowing out my knee on the Seattle Rock and Roll. And then yep. about a year or so where I couldn't run, and then I started doing the mud runs. And then I'm like, oh, now I can run and I can have, you know, something in the middle. And then Spartan yep. came about a year, about a year and a half after I started doing the mud runs. And then it was just, I fell in love with it. I mean, I loved it because I could run, but I had something to break up the monotony. And then I ended up meeting yeah, people. So, like redundant. <laughs> yeah. I ended up meeting people and finding like people to run with. But then I think I've gotten uh-huh. too comfortable staying in the back and being a sweeper and helping people. And I, and I think this is going to be my last year. I think of me being that guy. I'm hoping yeah. with training and everything else, I want next year to actually be a year that I don't think I'm ever going to compete. I'm never going to be compete for the top, but I want to get to a point where I'm at least I'm up there, at least in my age group to where, yeah. you know, I'm one of the people in my age group that like I'm in the, that, you know, I'm keeping up with people in my age group instead of being the bottom all the time, you know, and I've chosen yeah. to be that guy. And I, I think this year is going to be my last year being that guy. Next year, I want to, I, I don't necessarily want to compete, but I want to be, you know, I, I want to do more than just finish a race. True. So. And one thing too, for me, um, uh, we can say it's kind of like my journey in sport. Um, and it's still kind of, I don't know, like, I'm still kind of, like, um, wanting to, like, you know, I don't even know how to say it, but um, just the fact of, like, working really hard at something and then not getting it and then understanding that there was plenty of other people that were still qualified as well and, like, trying to go for the pro team and, and, and realizing that there's only three spots available and, and not getting it, it's it's really hard when you put so much work into it, you know, and you got to understand that, you know, yeah. everyone's qualified, you know, it's, it's really hard to like, you know, understand, you know, the fact, you know, and, um, I don't know how I, I worded that well. It, it's, it, it, you got to understand that everyone's trying to go for this, you know, and oh, yeah. everyone's qualified, you know, and it, it's really hard. And I couldn't imagine how hard it is people picking someone, you know? Yeah, I can, um, I can imagine those guys picking because I know a lot of people told me like, cause you know, the pro team and there was the ambassadors. A lot of people told me I should have, they're like, you should apply for the ambassadors. And I'm like, I don't want to, because for one, I already have yeah. the podcast and I don't want to take the chance, honestly, of me getting a spot as an ambassador and taking that away from somebody else. You know, yeah. I've already got my spot. I'm a, I'm the, I'm the, you know, beast net, you know, let somebody else be the ambassador. Let somebody else be that. I mean, they, there's so few spots for those and so many people that are, you know, that are qualified for it. And that was yeah. the hard part when they announced it. I'm like, Oh, exactly. well, why not this person? And why not? You should, you know, but then I'm like, Oh, but who's better, you know? And that's, that's the tough part with that is how, how did they pick? I, I couldn't have done it. I couldn't have been on that judging. I don't even want to know, but at the end of the day, like that, that, that crushed me really hard, you know, but at the same time, it's like, I got to be happy for someone else because they're, they're amazing, you know, and they're going to do yeah. really great, you know, and, and it's not going to be the end of it, you know, but, um, did that kind of demotivate me from wanting to do Spartans for a while? It, I mean, I'm not going to lie and say that it didn't. Um, am I going to lie that I was jealous a little bit? I mean, I mean everyone yeah. at one point, is a little jealous, but it's not, it's not, it's not to the point where I'm giving up, you know, it, it, it did kind of like push me away a little bit just cause I mean, I've, I've worked for it so hard. It's really hard. It's like, it's like for the first time in my life, like I felt like a basketball player that <laughs> was in the NBA finals and lost, you know, like yeah. we never talk about that guy that lost. We don't talk about the guy that won. I just felt like that guy, you know? And, and, and I, I, I know that I don't know if I, if I even feel worthy enough to be able to, to, do I am I at one point too? I'm like, do I am I am I okay to feel this way? Is this wrong? And even now, I don't even know if I'm right to feel that way. But I mean, when you put work in and, and you really feel like you're, you know, you can get it and you don't. But then 
I mean, it's not like I was the only person that was qualified to, to do no. it, you know, and it's, it's, at the end of the day, I understand that, you know, but um, at the end of the day, that's going to push me for next year, yeah. for the next year after that. Like, I'm not going to give up, but I'm not going to no. lie that say that it didn't affect me, which it did, but, and, and, and I don't want, I don't want anyone thinking that I'm doing more running because of that. Like, that's, that's just something that I really wanted to do. And I still love sparring and I still love more running. I'm doing like train races and I've done even like, even like with you, I did, I did the, uh, which one did we do together? Um, just recently. Uh, where did we go together? Oh, man, what was, There's been so many. It was, it was the one, oh gosh, what was that one? Um, it, me and Adam and Janelle and you, we all did it together. Um, oh gosh, what was the name of the, the race? I can't it was, remember. it was, uh, it, it was like a three mile, it was a three mile obstacle course race. Um, Oh gosh! And it, it, it was it was uh, it had like the little square the the the, the cube and it had a slide at the end the metal with the cube. I don't remember. My oh, brain gosh, doesn't work anymore. We did we did a, a couple other bucks together. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, I'm still doing it. You know, I'm still I know you are. And I still love Spartan, and I'm still gonna. But it's crazy, huh? I would say I can understand where the, that would you know would bother you because I mean you you have I mean you're an inspiration like I said I wasn't kidding when I said you're a huge inspiration to me I mean you went from the size I am to the size I want to be and you made it look good <laughs> so I mean I thank you that that's what I want to do I mean I, I, I'm gonna be right there behind you I'm gonna wear better jerseys yeah. but you know yeah <laughs> gotta get a dig at that before the end <laughs> yeah good to help it but um i mean you're you're a huge inspiration i mean it's you know to see the pictures no one would believe and that's the thing that i love doing the podcast because i get to talk to people about this kind of stuff is no one would believe if someone was to meet you right now today to say this man michael sanchez used to be 270 pounds they would look at me and say you are full of shit and then you could show them the pictures and i mean the pictures don't even look like you I mean, they do. I mean, you look yeah. at me, you're like, okay, yeah, that's him. But it's just, it's a different person. When I see it, it's a, it's a different person than, you know, who you are now. And and it's awesome to see that huge change. Thank you. Know? you. Yeah. Yeah. And I, uh, um, I, I, and when, when I, and when I found myself and I started to lose all that weight and meeting the owners of the gym, you know, I wanted to, I had a love for selling and I worked at Verizon for 10 years and, and that's another reason why I was so out of it was I would just go to work and stand up all day and my feet were hurt because I was overweight and I didn't want to yeah. do anything. And then once I found that boot camp and I was working out and I wanted to work there, they're like, well, you got to get certified. You got to do something. And I was like, well, and I, and everyone was pressuring me to go to college because I was in the military. It's like, it's free, it's free, free school. Why aren't you taking advantage of this? And I'm like, I don't know what I want to do. You tell me you want me to go to college. And not know what I want to do. And it, I know I can get my, my prereqs done, but still, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Yeah. But finally, I found my calling. Like, I can help people lose weight. I've been that guy that's been overweight, and now I'm not overweight, and I can help people. I love to, to sell in terms of selling fitness to somebody and showing them that they can be a better version of themselves. And, and going to college now and going to Highline, and I'm almost done with, with, with school. And, learning so much from people and learning their stories and learning things from other personal trainers and going through the whole program um, has opened my eyes to so many things. You know, and, and what I really want to do in life, you know, and there's so many options for me. And, um, you know, and just being that guy and like watching the show though, like Fit to Fat to Fit, um, it's kind of like, kind of me, you know, um, I was fat, I was fit, I got fat, now I'm fit, I'm fit now. Yeah. But that guy, the trainers would, purposely make themselves fat but that doesn't really work they put fat on to help somebody but they didn't get that way emotionally no and it was tough they were emotionally they went through the emotional journey to lose it but they didn't go through the emergency they didn't go through that way to gain it this is the way of them knowing i have to get fat to help this person like for me i got fat and i got fat in a different way than he did but Mm -hmm. yeah we both went through the the horrible way of knowing that we were fit at one point. So with me having that in my background, you know, helps me and I can use that to, to, to for the boot camp, you know, for getting new clients and, and helping them. And I've helped so many people lose weight. It's crazy having people come and hug me and, and, and at the end of challenges and, and lose 30 pounds in six weeks and, and be so excited. And it's the best feeling in the whole world to know I help people 
Um, you know, and, and I'll tell people I've lost weight. They don't believe me. So I show them a before and after picture, but, um, it's just crazy, more crazy for the people that have known me when I was bigger, you know, yeah. and seeing me and it's just like, wow, man, like they knew me. And, and, and what was crazy was there was a girl that I worked with when I was at Verizon nine years ago and hasn't seen me in nine years. She looks the same. I knew her name. I follow her on Facebook, but she just, she doesn't follow me. I've seen her in a while, but she really didn't look at my pictures, I guess, because when you don't really follow someone on Facebook, I guess your posts never really go on their page because you never really visit each other's pages. Yeah. So, I mean, I, she still looks the same. I knew her name. She walked into Foot Locker the other day, and I was like, Priya. And she heard my voice. Michael, she was looking around and looking towards me, and I'm like, Priya, it's me. What the hell? And she started screaming and jumping up and down. I'm like, is that you? And I was like, yes. Yeah. She's like, oh, my God. I didn't know you were. Oh, my gosh. It was like a whole different person. She's like, it's weird. You look like a mannequin talking with your voice, like a, <laughs> like a mannequin with a voice box of yours. Like, you don't even look like you. It's crazy. Yeah. And she was she was ecstatic and she tripped everybody else in the ball. She was like, she didn't see me in nine years. I mean, but knowing me from then to now, you know, and it's, it's humbling to, to, and it makes all like the, the, the hard work that I put in, it makes me feel like, you know, makes me feel good. Makes me feel like I, you know, I did something. You know? And you did. In the world and I mean, that. like I said, you're a huge inspiration. Where, where is the, the boot camp that you work at? Um, we're, we're in, uh, we're in Kent, it's called Kent Fit Body Bootcamp. Um, and it's right off of, I believe, I think it was, I should know this. I think it's mm-hmm. off West Valley Highway, um, in Kent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's really nice because they actually, uh, it's, it's, the cool thing about it is they have things for Spartan. Like when I remember when Brandon and Joey came in because they, uh, we were doing a challenge based around women. Um, it was, it was called a red dress, um, challenge where, You'll, 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 you'll eat right and you work out and, and we want you to fit into a, a dress of your choice and you pick out before you even start losing weight, you know, like yeah. that dress and we're going to fit you into that dress. And they, they were doing things for the women. Um, and one of them was self-defense and, um, I'm a training there and I've been helping them and she's like, I need someone for self-defense. I'm like, hold on, Brandon, that's perfect. So I, I told Brandon and Brandon came out and, and I showed pictures, but he never came. And when he came in, him and Joey came in and, and seen the gym, they're like, I can't believe you never told me. I was like, I told you. He's like, you didn't tell me. This, like, he felt like he was at home when he was there. And, and, and he said that he loved, like, all the pictures on the wall of all the success of people losing weight, walking in and seeing all the different things, like the ropes, the knotted ropes, the non-knotted ropes, the battle ropes, the, you know, the rings, the monkey bars, like everything that's Spartan-related. But then also, you know, soft, soft, you know, compact or soft feeling a carpet for people that are overweight that won't hurt themselves when they're they're working out. And you know, and he loved it. He was like, "Damn, I can't believe this." You know, this is perfect. We need to tell a little more about this this place you work at because it's awesome. You know, and it's cool because it's an actual uh, um, franchise. So if I really wanted to at one point, I can own my own gym. You know, and. There's a couple throughout Washington and all over all over the United States. And, yeah, um, it's a, it's a really cool it's a really cool place um, to come, and you know everyone feels like their family. There's no mirrors. It's not you know no one shames each other. You know everyone wants each other to do well, and it's, it's like a fun place to be. Even when I'm not you know working there, I just want to be there because it's a fun it place like- to, to hang out. So you're gonna have to send me the info to that on my my Facebook page because I I need something to help me motivate. So. Yeah. So send, yeah, send me really cool on that. I might... One thing is going there and, and, and having an exercise ready. Cause that's not hard. Like even for me, like if you, if you took me, like if I had an unlimited access to LA fitness and I walked up in there, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't know what to do. I would just know I like bench press and biceps. I'm going to go do that. You know? Yep. And one thing that, that they say, I guess it's a doctor's term, but they use it, we use it in school for, for personal trainers. And they say as a, a, a personal trainer who has a client, a, a client for a, a client for a, a client for a, a trainer for a client is a fool. Like, like you never train yourself. No, if you train yourself, you're gonna do the things you want to do, not the things you need to do. So have someone else write up a workout for you because they're gonna do things that you don't want to do. You know, yeah. or things that you really need to do. Like, you know, you're good at biceps. Let's let's work on some legs today. You know, let's work on back. Let's do the things that you're neglecting because you're not the best at it. People like doing things they're really good at. You weren't yeah. doing like doing things they're bad at. <laughs> No, they don't. Turn your weaknesses into your strengths, you know? And that's what I need. I need something like that. So, yeah, send me info on that because I, I need to find something. Oh, yeah. I've been trying to figure something out to, to help me get over this. 
yeah. The hump and help me get motivated. And it'd, be, it'd be nice to help you out too. So yeah, if yeah. you're really interested, I got you. I am. I think you'll really enjoy it. Perfect. All right. Um, did you have anything else you wanted to say in closing? We're kind of getting close to the hour mark here. Um, I just uh, love being a beast. I love the beast OCR. I love the family aspect. And I just love uh, everyone that is a part of the beast. I love the OCR community and running community. And I feel blessed to be able to be on a platform where I can actually tell my story and 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 people are going to hear it. And, and I, it makes me feel good to, to have a voice and, and to to help people and maybe one person will hear it and maybe that'll help them along the way. And I just feel humbled and, and I feel, I feel, I feel, you know, feel good that, that I am able to talk about my story and, and share it. And, and, and also to, to talk to someone that I look up to and I look up to you a lot and well, thank um, you. You inspire me as well. And, um, things that you do in your life and just who you are as a person, um, you inspire me as well. Um, and you and everyone else that's in the beast OCR and, I love everyone, and I'm just looking forward to this this uh, this weekend and seeing all my friends and um, catching up and having fun on the course and, and getting money and, and hanging out with all my friends and taking pictures and um, I shouldn't say friends because I see you with some so I just love everyone in, in, in the LCR community and, and how how everyone is humble and we want people to do well. Just like my my kid, my body bootcamp family, I got my I got my beast family, and you guys are really uh, great. I love being a part of this. Uh, this great uh, company that I look forward to. Um, I love everybody. Perfect. Well, thank you, Michael, for, for talking to me and everything else. And thank you for the, the telling me, you know, making me feel good about myself too. So, I mean, you're, you're a huge inspiration to me. I mean, like I said, seeing you lose all that weight, um, makes me want to do it more. Um, I, I know I've done it once before, but not to sound bad. I was 10 years younger, so it was a little bit easier, but, uh, I need to stop using that as an excuse and just do it. Um, keep telling everyone 2018 is my year of no excuses. So yeah, yep. send me that information and we're going to have to get together you, and you're going to have to help me out. So perfect. All right. Well, thank you. No problem. All right. And I will see you this weekend. You got it. All right. My- Thanks for listening to the BeastNet podcast brought to you by Beast OCR. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear. You can find us on Facebook or at BeastOCR.com.